What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom socks. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Henderson going for another three. Bang! Again, another Tucson Lexus Charity three. Follow a little jumper. Missed no good. Grabs his own rebound. Play it up and good. Nine points, six rebounds, four assists. And now he has five assists as he dunks for Zach Eadie. Z- as he lobs for Zach Eady. Eadie with a dunk and the foul as well. Braden Smith is having himself a ball game. And now a steal. Dylan Andrews steps in the passing lane, breaking away, jams it in. And he hits the ground hard. Kicks the Hawkins. Three to shoot, two to shoot, three-point shot. Good with a swish. Welcome, 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 welcome. Another morning of coffee and cream. It's not often you get to hear my voice first, but hey, hey, hey. it's Friday, so let's Mm -hmm. do something different is my main man Andrew Rogers is going to be venue hunting. Do you remember those do you remember those days? Oh, is he getting married? He's getting married. Oh, okay. Well, I mean she said yes, so that's the next step. Well, yeah. (laughs) First first, he's like some of us have done the venue hunting a couple times. (laughs) (laughs) My man. Team double tap. Uh, see, already, just 60 seconds in and you throw me a curveball. <laughs> That's what I do. That's what I do. Weird, as I'm welcomed by that familiar voice, um, as you find folks know. Maybe you don't. Somebody I always enjoy working with, Ravi Lula, is joining Coffee and Cream this morning. How about your versatility? Do you just like, you, you just like pick a card, any card, and it's a winning hand? Is that kind of the... <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Like, you just, you gotta, you gotta, you're well-versed in who you can work with and when you can work. It's like, this apparently is what you want to do. Well, you know, uh, I tend to, I'm very easy to get along with, Damon. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, what I want to be. <laughs> As long as I'm not, as long as I'm not disparaging of Golden State and listen, if they're on the road, I just know they're going to lose, so I just don't even bother. How about can I? Are we still fawning over Luca or no? Listen, I'm fawning over the skill set. I'm very upset about how he's chosen to use it. He's gone full Harden on me, and I'm not a fan. Oh boy! I thought I was getting Larry Bird. I got James Harden, and yeah. I'm upset about it. I went down a Larry Bird rabbit hole about. Three or four days ago, it's wild. Man. Courtesy of courtesy of Twitter, I can't remember the account, but the um, the the Twitter account was making the case for Larry Bird being the best basketball player of the '80s and his portion of the '90s. I mean, that's uh, probably an exaggeration. Hey, not much though. But not by a lot. Hey. Not, He's not much. one of the most skilled players we've ever seen. Yeah, he went into the three-time MVP discussion. The handling of Jordan repeatedly, um, how he uh, he is under he's in my top five easily. So I don't. Yes, like I, don't, I I put him ahead of Magic, and I know a lot of people don't. Blasphemer! I'm not a blasphemer, dude. Watch the <laughs> watch the two dudes. No, no, absolutely dude, not. Bird is better than Magic. That, that's not true. I think it is. That's not true. I think it is. You know me though. I love shooters. 
So that's yeah. to me, that's the tiebreaker. What's what's the matter with Magic's push jumper? You didn't uh, like, you that's didn't a like hard it? pass for me. <laughs> you didn't like that. He looks like you didn't like the set shot. He looks like your like seventy year old grandpa oh, trying to teach you how to shoot. I can't when you're, like, believe you're going here already. We just got back together. You know, I mean, you See? got you can't defend the Magic See? jumper. You Listen, can't. Shane. This this Robbie's like the guy you he know. He looks you, like Arvita Sabonis out there trying you, to shoot you, that you jumper. S- you split up in a relationship. <laughs> And you're like, but man, they did. Man, we had some such good times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All you do is you remember the highs, yeah. and then immediately you're reminded. And then of, I'm like, birds better than magic. <laughs> and you're like, see what? See that's why we broke up. Yeah, that's that's ex- here we go again. <laughs> as uh, yeah, it's gonna be a ton of fun. fantastic show today. So I, when- Bill and Chris are probably like, OMG. <laughs> Are, are are we are are they gonna make it? What did you say, little pocket Hercules? Would Bird be the more pure shooter? Yes, Shane. Yes, Bird's one of the is, best. Is that what you're ever. going for? Hey, how about in Magic in, couldn't shoot at all. In in my household, yeah, my seventh grader hit two of his top five favorite players mm-hmm. are guys that played in the '80s and '90s. Guys that he never even saw. That he lives on YouTube watching, Who? which are Larry Bird and Allen Iverson. Ooh, Iverson's a tough one for me. Yeah, volume. You hate volume. I, unless you're pushing 238,000 pounds in your weight room, you hate volume. No, so it's uh, – well, even when, I, even when I was lifting, I didn't like volume lifts a lot. I was a, heavy, I was a power lifter. That means oh, anything shoot. more than three reps is cardio. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, I struggle with Iverson a little bit. He has zero inter- sense. <laughs> Because the inefficiency. The yeah. inefficiency I struggle with a little bit with Iverson. I also recognize the talent was enormous. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of – it's one of those things where I really love the talent. I really wish he maybe would have used it a little different. Yeah. So I can respect it without him being, like, one of my guys. I understand. You know what I mean? I, I understand. Bird's one of my guys. I understand. What, like, you, guys, you guys used to hang out? Can't oh, you? yeah. We would crack open <laughs> beers after games together. Then we'd repave his mom's driveway. That's how we both hurt our backs. <laughs> I, oh, good call. <laughs> Pre-back injury. Hey, uh, great, great show today. Coming up, we'll talk recruiting um, with a guy that equ- has an equally impressive beard, Mike J. Schaefer. It's not like my man Ravi Lula here. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to the head junior, Jay, uh, in our high school coach's corner, Josh Lutke. And at 8 and the 8 o'clock hour, we will talk to Mike Sauter, who is Training? Training? Yeah, he's in this. He does a hilarious podcast. Um, Chuck Mulligan, wrestler, <laughs> fo- follows wrestling, covers wrestling. I, I think he's hilarious. Um, and they somehow got into this back and forth tip because they do a po- podcast mm-hmm. together called Mike Chuck. And somehow they got onto this whether Chuck could take Mike down. And I think it's a minute. Like, j- on like just the take mat, it down. yes, two former wrestlers. Okay, where you get the point for a takedown. What are we talking about? Weight difference here. So it's Souter's ca- not a big guy. He's razor thin. He's probably about one sixty five. You're giving him a lot of credit there. I think one sixty five. Now he still wears twenty eight thirty fours, but he is a. <laughs> I think he's about one sixty five. He's what we would call wiry. Ch- Chuck's not a big guy either. He's, okay, he. Can't, I don't know Chuck, so that's what I was asking. Chuck's. Probably five. I don't want to short him. No pun intended. 
probably five seven, maybe okay. five six. So he's really five five. Yeah. So it, you know, on on Sauter's t- Twitter timeline, they like tweeted out this little montage of them training, and okay. Chuck's like doing pull ups. Okay. It, Sauter's like doing this cameo with the black back screen, kind of smoked out, not doing a goddamn thing. And already I'm like, well, one guy's talking smack in the gym. The other guy is not taking himself seriously. <laughs> I'll take the guy that's in the gym. Yeah. yeah. No, no, but I don't know, though. So over here last week, uh, Mike came in, and I was just teaching him. You know, I'm, I like like body control and stuff, and so I was teaching mm-hmm. him, you know, getting your knees to 90. I was getting in a squat stance. and I was okay. just, kind of just doing ridiculous, not ridiculous like hard, but just things with body control. So he tries a couple things, and he bends backward, and all of a sudden I hear his back crack. Oh, no. I'm like, yeah, I'm probably taking Chuck in this one. <laughs> I mean, it was loud. If you can't get into a bodyweight squat without the back going, we got a problem. Well, and we were over at headquarters right around the corner over at Herdot, and uh, apparently he was just walking, flat level, no ice, no nothing. We're inside, yeah. controlled environment. Yeah. And he rolls his ankle. Jeez. <laughs> Dude, I never felt the oldest I've ever felt is I stepped up a, off a curb at Target yeah. and rolled my ankle. And I was like, what the hell, man? Getting old. I was like, I, am I 90? What is happening well, sometimes here? I, sometimes I feel like That's it. the worst. Yeah. I had but a, that's never, it was, at least it wasn't flat ground. I, right? I, had a, I had a couple of good practices in a row this past season where I was playing our scrappy quarterback. Mm-hmm. And we were getting ready for North Platte, and you see how well that worked because they kicked our teeth in. But uh, I, I remember getting out of bed the next morning, and the wall broke my fall. <laughs> That's where we're at. Anyway, <laughs> fantastic show, uh, 590 uh, and 1480 in Omaha and Lincoln, 888-638-4876. Shane. Schillerberg on the ones and twos who we had a little mishap so I think we better get that out of the way here uh Shane apparently pulled something off the old table and uh it smells a lot like red wine in here yeah that's because he spilled a bunch of red wine uh there's the mop bucket there's a by the way, is that little yellow push thing with the wheels, is that the greatest contraption ever? It like rings the it mop is. out it's, for you? It's I, I and they've existed forever. Yeah. It's a inc- very simple. It's a yeah. It's very. That's what I like. I like contraptions that are simple mm-hmm. but effective, mm-hmm. efficient. We talked about efficiency <laughs> earlier. Yes, yes, yes. I like efficiency. Yes, we did. So there is a an aroma of alcohol. <laughs> yeah, and not like fresh alcohol. No, it's not you. No, and it's yeah, not so me. So if DB or I get pulled over on the <laughs> yeah. way home. It's like, the like it's the room yeah. that Im- imbued us with the alcohol yeah. smell. We have not been drinking at seven o'clock in the morning, do, even do like, if it maybe sounds like it a little bit. Do you like my sweatshirt? I do. You're rocking the uh, Nebraska Omaha wrestling sweatshirt. I, you, you know, you, you talked to your guy Manning yesterday. Yeah. Go, How good is he? Manning's great. He, I mean, coach. He, that's the type of person. This is what I told you about Mac one time. Remember how? So the re, people, oh man, I don't know why you like Coach Mac so much. But <laughs> so this is like four or five years ago, man, and we were just kind of off to the side, and we were talking, and yeah, it, it was about things other than just basketball. And I'm like, you know what? I need to spend more time with that guy. He's probably not gonna like me, but I need to spend more time with that. And so you just develop. You just you're just like a fan, yeah. right? Because you like him as a person. 
that's how I feel about Coach Manning. He's one of those guys that you just – if you just spend two, three, four, five, six minutes with, you want two, three, four, five, six hours yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. He just – he's that kind of dude. Well, so Coach Mack I don't think is my biggest fan. <laughs> Coach Mack's not a Robbie guy? Well, Are you a little too hard on the Jays? I think I was a little too hard on him a couple years ago Oh, when he stepped in a little bit. Oh, oh, yeah, I remember that. And I just want to say. Hey, how about how we kind of were on opposite sides of the spectrum we with that? Were, well, listen, I wasn't calling for jobs or anything. Yeah. I just wanted some answers. Right. I, was like, I remember. Hey, <laughs> if we could have a real honest press conference here, that'd be terrific. Yeah, I remember. And nobody was interested in having that, <laughs> which I understand. Like, the smart thing to do is just, like, make it go away as soon as possible. Yeah. But the honest thing to do is sit or sit down yeah, and just always, let people ask some questions. Always, always needling and prodding. Not needling and prodding. I just wanted, I just wanted some answers. <laughs> I thought that was reasonable. You're wild. You say something out of pocket. I want some answers. <laughs> Robbie, I think you're nuts. What? Talk to me. Eight 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 four three eight. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, by the way, Shane, are we doing this already? So Robbie co-hosts, and we have multiple callers in the first segment. Well, it's because we went bird magic early. Oh, is that what we're on? I think that's the, the first guy. All right. Uh, hey, uh, by the way, yeah, well, I'll just tell you. Uh, let's go Let's go, Wyatt first. Wyatt, good morning. How are you? Wyatt. Good morning, Wyatt. How are what you? Up? Hey, how are you? Good morning. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm good. So I think I don't want to alarm Ravi, but it's okay if we call him Asian Wyatt. I assume that was a self-assigned name. <laughs> Uh, Wyatt, who glossed no. who glossed that nickname? Was it was it severe? No, I I actually came up with it, but okay, uh, so, severe just kind of ran with it. <laughs> yeah, uh, if it's self assigned, it's okay. Yeah. Self gloss, we're good. Yeah. Asian Wyatt, what's up, buddy? By the way, that salmon yeah. you sent me last night looked fantastic. I, I mean, hey, the Costco salmon is great. Just throw it in the air fryer, and it comes out nice and crispy. I can't believe that I mean. was at one time frozen. That was pretty good looking. I'm, I'm telling you, you I, if you're not if, if you're going to want to eat in the seafood, you know you you'll be fine. Yeah, you did have some green things in that fettuccine, though. That kind of turned me off. Hard, hard pass for me on the green stuff. Were, were those peas? Yeah, the little the little one needs to get some vegetables. Oh, so. oh, that's smart. You can't put peas in fettuccine, my guy. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> I, I got a 23-month-old, you know. Yeah, good and point. I, You're trying to teach a well-rounded diet. That's, you're making I, a 23-month-old <laughs> fettuccine? Dude, why, why it's big. He's a foodie. Oh. Hey, she she loves kimchi, man. Dude, good on Well, you are Asian. That makes sense. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It'd be like if somebody said, I like curry. Like, yeah, curry's good, man. I don't know what to tell you. You know, I, I gave her some. Uh, oh, God. I got her some sort of uh, Indian sauce. Yeah, uh, food in a jar, and gee, that up to. Well, we're not gonna make it. <laughs> no, no, we're not gonna get to anything. Shane, is that right. the FCC calling? <laughs> What's up with the bird magic discussion, Wyatt? <laughs> well, because I'm trying to make some breakfast here for, her, and then I hear that. Uh, I was surprised that when Scream gone, that bird. Somebody saying that bird is better than that. <laughs> Yeah, that's me, man. All day. All day. Well, if we're talking about varying shades, he's still the cream. I guess, yeah, barely. I mean, not by a lot, but oh. a little bit. Hey, on the inside, don't look, it's about the same. <laughs> Where the sun don't hit us, it's about the same color. We're so childish. So I mean, I'm a Twinkie, though, so, you know. <laughs> oh, I don't think you can say that. I'm not going to touch that one, Wyatt. What is going no. on? I bring it out to people. But, but I mean, like, you know, if if Robert Parrish is out, you know, Bird's not going to be taking the standard position. 
You don't know that, though. Oh, here we go. You don't know that. Here You're we... telling me Bird couldn't play center? Here we go. I don't buy it. Would he play as well as as well as uh, Listen, Andy Magic did? played center one time, and we all lose our GD minds about it. <laughs> okay? He played one game at center with, like, three other Hall of Famers still, and we're all like, oh, my oh, God, let's Magic. not talk about playing with good players. Dude, it isn't like no, Bird no, no. played Listen, with bums. I understand that. Everybody yeah. played with good players, so I'm leaving it alone. But you can't tell yeah. me that the fact that he was playing with three other Hall of Famers didn't help the fact that he was playing center. Come on, man. But if, but if any, any one of those Hall of Famers went out, could take their positions. Yeah, but not all their positions at the same time. <laughs> I'm going with Team Wyatt on this one. I understand that. I you may started be on no Team Wyatt's on Team D DB. <laughs> you started with with Magic. Oh, Wyatt, man, we appreciate the call. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm afraid to take this next one if it's who I think it is. But if he's talking right, about Coach family. Prime, it is my man, man. We didn't even start talking about Coach Prime yet. I don't know where this is going. That is well, he's in Colorado now. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Let's go to Tim. Tim, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Cream. Tim. What's happening? It is. Hey, Tim, how are you, buddy? I'm living a dream in Colorado. Yeah, yes. You, yes. Are you out bumping around already? Where, where are you headed? Yeah, I've been. I, I, I left work to go get a breakfast burrito, and now I'm going back to work. And you're on mountain time, too. I'll so, what is it, 6 15 there? there, man. A.M. Wowzer. Oof. What's, what's on your mind as uh, Coach Prime is taking that state by storm? This place is stupid. <laughs> These people are stupid. What happened? I mean, what happened they're them? not kind of stupid. They're just stupid. <laughs> the Nebraska fam plopped right in the middle of Colorado. Let, let it all out Tim. in a buzz. What, what what happened, Tim? What's got your What's got you uh, all all knotted up? Um. These guys, like, they're fine with everything being about me. And it's, it's like they're leaning into this. They're, they've got to be boosting this dude's ego by a hundred times. Uh. And they all think it's going to go well. And they all think, oh, if it's about him, it's okay. Because him is him and he is he. And he's going to bring out the best. And he's going to get ballers and they're going to do this. No. Someone's going to have to come out here and kick your face through the back of your skull before you understand that that's not how the world works. And I hope it comes early in the season. Like week, I'm a, like week I'm in two? I'm in line for 40 tickets. I'm in line for 40 tickets. Damon, when you come out, I'll run you around. We'll get the best breakfast burritos within 50 miles of that crap hole town boulder. We'll take care of you. I'll treat you well. And then I'm going to probably get in 35 fights that night because Colorado people don't know how to argue. They don't know how to listen to logic. And one thing they really don't know how to do is throw a punch. So I'm fine with it. And my mouth will be big. Wow. And I, I would just really like to enjoy it. All of my coworkers that are Colorado fans are part-time Colorado fans. None of them could even drive me to the stadium because they're Colorado fans, but they don't even know where the hell that place is. <laughs> None of them can afford to go to the games because they'd rather spend their money on other things that people enjoy in Colorado. And I, I don't like get climbing. where they get off having any noise coming out of their faces. Oh. Tim, I can't wait, man. All you need is good toothpaste and a good breakfast spot. You know I'm your guy. <laughs> and a good shower. A and a little bath and body. Yeah, give me a good bath and body, man. I'm in there.
Love you both. Love well, you too, man. I don't love the other guy. Shaman, I respect you. Whoa. I don't love the new cat. Tim, what I do? Three Thanks. reps is cardio. Ho, 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 ho. Let's make funny jokes. Nope. Damon, have a great day. New guy, good luck keeping Oh, man. I don't even know what we did already to get this started. I don't, I don't know. I think you just bring it out. I do. It's uh, I bring out that side of people. So listen, so Wyatt sent me this this picture last night of some some salmon that he terrence i have not messing with you this morning oh i got some funny friends where is that pic? now tell me if this looks i should tweet i don't know if he'll want me to put this on twitter but um i don't does this look like store-bought salmon to you no but i've i've had that costco salmon before yeah although and those peas look disgusting by the way i'm sorry wyatt <laughs> that's filthy don't do that Feet. Don't, don't don't do that. <laughs> you just told a grown man don't just, do that. Just don't do that, man. Like you feed the feed the two year old the peas something else in a different. Listen, give him a little give him a little vegetable medley or something. Keep the peas out the real food. It, you don't. Are you a fan? It looks legit. No, it looks good. No, I've had the uh, I've had the Costco uh, frozen salmon before. Mm-hmm. It comes in like it's a whole like tail. I mean, it looks like a tail. It's probably the whole salmon. I don't really know how salmon look alive. I only know how they look on my plate. Uh, so it comes in kind of like this frozen, like freezer package. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it's pretty good. You do that thing up, right. You know what you're doing? It, it looks fresh. Dude, are you, are you in on how petty is coach prime? Did you see what he did yesterday? So they flipped the corner. Yep. Saw that McLean. Yeah. And he's in his hotel room apparently, or wherever it is that he's staying. Yeah. And he's playing Lil flip the <laughs> rapper. <laughs> And he's dancing in his room. I'm like, th- he is going to – you talk about leaning well, into didn't it. Didn't they flip him from Miami? Yeah. Which is like so – I mean, that's got to be And extra. you saw all the little back and forth between he and Cristobal, too. That's got to be a little extra chef's kiss for my FSU guy. See, I struggle with Prime a little bit. Why? Well, so I don't have a problem with a lot of the stuff he does. I just – I don't know if it's going to work. Like, I really don't. Mm-hmm. And so – I, I sit here and I'm like, listen, I love the pettiness because I'm super petty. Love it. I, he's an FSU. Robbie Lula and I'm here for petty. 100% of the time. And I'll, I got to tell you off air something I'm doing later. It's super petty. Um, but F, like he's an FSU guy, so I like that. Yeah. I like what he was doing at the HBCUs. You know, I like that he got an opportunity. I just don't know if he can actually coach. I really don't. And I don't think anybody does. Well, they won a lot of Jackson they State. They did won a lot. But here's Jackson State. You could make the case he upgraded his, his staff, at least pedigree-wise. Sure. No, he did. He got better, better staffing, and I understand that. But he, that's one of those places. It kind of reminds me of the uh, UCF situation, is that if you get enough talent there, you don't necessarily have to be a knockout coach, and you're going to win on talent. Ravi Lula for getting my passive-aggressive shot in on Coach Frost 20 minutes into the show. Every time, every chance I get. And I'll probably take some aggressive-aggressive shots as Guy Frost at some point during the show as well. Wow. Um, at least it doesn't smell like margaritas in here. Am I right? Um, but <laughs> That's pretty good. Because um, it sure does. <laughs> no, it's just red wine. It's all good. Um, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> but it's one of those things. Where, and it's not just a frost thing at UCF. We've seen a lot of guys succeed at places like South Florida, UCF, places like that, where you can accumulate some talent 
And if you're better, you can just be better than the other teams in your conference. That doesn't work at Power 5 schools. Everybody's got pretty good talent except for a lot, the bottom, like, two schools, which BTW just took over one of those, one of those bottom two schools in a conference. So I don't know if it's going to work. I like a lot of the things about him. I have no idea if it's going to work or not. Well, I, if, it's, if recruiting is part of it. Oh, it's part of it, but that's def- all, it's only part of it. That's def- the problem. He's definitely got that down. He's speak. got that part down for sure. <laughs> Dang, I, I think I just lost Oklahoma Tyler as a friend. What happened? Well, at one point, he was going to be my partner. Oh, <laughs> my bad, Tyler. He's, you chose him over me. We're done. <laughs> Dude, Tyler, you know me a little bit. We cool? Uh, uh, yeah, that's my guy. Coming up, we'll talk recruiting again with Mike J. Schaefer and a whole lot more. Flip a coin. Who knows? Coffee and cream. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's that guy from 24-7 Sports, Mike J. Schaefer. Hey, how cool is it? Look, his beard is better than yours, by the way. Look whoa, at that thing. Whoa. It is. It is. I'm just saying. It's like trimmed up and everything. Schaefer, you look you look good, man, isn't it? I, when did you turn into a morning guy? Uh, I what? don't know that I ever turned into a morning guy. <laughs> I, I shaved the, the beard. I no longer look like the caddy from Happy Gilmore. That helps. Uh, that helps. I'm about, I would say, conservatively 17 years younger looking once yeah. I trimmed that beard down. That looks uh, fantastic. I got a haircut, but I kept it long in the back, so I've got a mullet going on just to make sure that oh, no, no one can respect me too much. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you know, there's a little side view for you guys. Oh, yeah. my goodness. And it's, it's legitimately short up there, too. <laughs> oh, no. You went you went full mullet. Hey, Mike on. J is all in. You're just all in this morning. A little more jovial, Mike J. Is it because you're talking to two yahoos, or are you just you got some good sleep? Knowing that Nebraska's got another tight end in the room. I uh, I woke up at like 6.15 in the morning, and I don't even know. It, it felt like I was asleep for about three minutes. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that phenomenon where yeah. you – Oh, yeah. You wake up and you have no understanding how you've been asleep for multiple hours. But yeah. here we are. The tight end thing is fascinating to me because – like your head immediately goes to this idea of okay, Nebraska has the the number one ranked tight end from twenty twenty, the number one ranked tight end from twenty twenty one. Like this should be a, a big, big deal. And yet both of those guys have some real kind of question marks going into this spring, which makes that sort of fascinating as to, to how everything could play out. And of course I'm talking about Eric Gilbert, who Nebraska received a commitment from yesterday and and Thomas Fedoni. Uh, who you know was is hoping to stay healthy here this spring and and make it to a fall and and then show off all the talent that that caused him to be the number one ranked tight end in the 2021 class. Hey, so a little two and one here. How do you think that matches up with with Coach Wager, who's going to oversee that room? And Mike J, you could get another tight end potentially, and a wide receiver for all I know coming out of this weekend. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know how it matches up because uh, the fascinating thing is at Baylor, they didn't really use the tight end at all. And then Marcus Satterfield at South Carolina, they had multiple tight ends that were involved in the offense. 
Um, I don't know if it's a situation where at Baylor, like they just used what they had and, and uh, you know, whoever they had in the tight end room at that time was, was more of a blocker and they were able to get more value out of that than, you know, through the, through the air. I look at this team and I, I still sort of wonder who emerges besides, you know, we expect Marcus Washington to, to really be involved in the, as a receiver. I, I just wonder who else emerges as a pass catching option. And so having guys like Eric Gilbert and Thomas Fedoni potentially as options and you throw them along with some of those other receivers that we don't know a lot about, it just feels like you're sort of courting, you know, potential and, and you see how it plays out this spring. Uh, it's it, imagine being Bob Wager and you're a high school coach that's moving up to the college level and the room that you initially get to, you lose Travis Vokalek and there's some real questions as to, you know, who's going to be next. And then you inherit this guy and, and Eric Gilbert, who in 2020 had a, had a fantastic year as a freshman for LSU. So, you know, you know, the potentials there. I mean, it's a, it's a, I feel like it totally changes the outlook on the tight end position for me. Shafe, what do you do with a couple of guys? You got Gilbert and Sherman, both from Georgia, both really highly ranked coming out of high school that you just don't really have any production from in the last couple years, or a guy like Fedoni, who's still here, that was really highly ranked. Like, how do you evaluate those types of guys, specifically the transfers, but these highly touted guys, these these highly ranked, these five-star, four-star guys that we just really don't know anything about after they left high school? Well, I mean, that's why it's so important for a lot of these guys to get here in the spring, and then you get the opportunity to see, you know, what they can sort of give you. I, I think that makes it really valuable because you can see what they are versus the guys that you pick up in May, you're sort of just guessing that mm-hmm. they're going to provide something for you. I mean, you know, there's a lot of excitement about a couple guys Nebraska got last May and, and at least one of them never saw the field at all because of an injury. And I think he even had struggles before the injury fully manifested itself. And is that you know, Kane came from a, yeah, Kane Williams. I mean, he came from Alabama and there was a lot of expectation that was going to be a starting safety because he came from Alabama and it just doesn't necessarily work like that. And it's the same with MJ Sherman. And it's the same with, with Eric Gilbert. I mean, just because they're coming from a national championship caliber team or a national championship winning team doesn't necessarily mean that they're better than what's currently on the roster. And they still have to go through and prove that. And that's why getting those guys in for the spring is really valuable because then you get the opportunity to see what it is that they could do and, and how they can help you early on or what areas um, you know, that they have to work on or where they need to improve or what sort of roles they can have. You know, maybe MJ Sherman just initially is a guy that goes out there for you on third down. Maybe he's not an every down player. Maybe he's an early down player. I don't know. I mean, so I, I think a lot of it just is the extra evaluation time this spring, you know, for those guys. And then you mentioned Thomas Fedoni, who's essentially had two non-years uh, in a row. Um, you know, it's, it's just a – I feel like we say this every spring – but it just feels really big, and especially when it feels like they're going to have 40 new people on the roster. Uh, this this spring just feels really, really large in terms of getting a feel for what it is Matt Rule and this team can do right away at the onset of the start of his time at Nebraska. Shafe, uh, did did you feel re-energized, a, a different level of having to utilize all your resources? It seems like Nebraska's had a way with guys popping up on the radar that they probably have a good idea about, but seemingly are coming out of nowhere with almost little to no previous information. Is that challenging or exciting? 
I talk about guys like um, J- like Jacob Hood or guys like that, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, the the thing of it is, like, you're only in this business. You're as good as the information that you have. We're still very much in a situation where we're learning about these coaches and developing, you know, those relationships and and everything else. And also, the transfer portal is secretive. I mean, I like these guys don't do interviews. These guys don't talk as much. Uh, prior to, to what they're doing. It's far more of a, you know, keep it close to your vest because your first option may not be available to you even if you wanted it. And so um, I, I think because of that, information is a little bit more scarce. You have to find the people that you can trust. They have to decide whether they can trust you, and that's a big aspect of all of it too. Because there's sometimes you, they, you hear things and it's basically like, hey, we don't want this out yet. Mm. You know it, and maybe it goes nowhere, Um but, you know, it, you have to also prove to the people when you're trying to develop sources. So it's been, it's been interesting. I would say part of it for me is the difficulty of figuring out how many players Nebraska is going to take in this 2023 mm-hmm. class and then weighing that against the fact that they're already, what, nearly 10 over their number as it is right now. And then they keep getting more and more names popping up. And so then I'm sitting there and it's like, are these are these people really going to take 40 new players on an 85 man scholarship limit? Like, how does this work? You know, and so a lot of it to me is I I didn't expect as much activity these last two weeks as we've got. And it's a it's a bit of a learning lesson for me. You know, like I I sort of made some assumptions that turned out to be fairly faulty. So my head is spinning a little bit when the fact that they have five more visitors coming in this weekend, potentially more than that, and seemingly a great shot with a lot of these guys. Shafe, uh, we've got some guys coming in this weekend. Who do you like in terms of guys that you think Nebraska could secure a commitment from sometime here in the in the near future? Yeah, I mean, so coming in this weekend, you have Demetrius Bell, uh, Jeremiah Charles, um, there's a there's a lineman from California whose name I'm blanking on Ishmael Smith uh, Flores the the tight end that Damon mentioned from Martin High School uh, where Bob Wager used to coach and then you have uh, you have Jason Macy Azak uh, coming from North, uh, South Dakota where first he's time he's seen the campus yeah yeah and so it's um, that's a kind of an interesting group you know Demetrius Bell kind of fascinates me because he's telling everyone his sort of final grouping is Alabama, Kentucky, and Nebraska. And at least two of those teams don't seem like one of those teams. Uh, (laughs) So that, that has, you know, that has me a little bit curious. Um, Jeremiah Charles is another one of those guys from Martin high school where he clearly got a big stamp of approval from Bob Wager and they're looking to add to this wide receiver room. Um, So he's someone, you know, I'm kind of curious about it's a North Texas offer and a Nebraska offer. This feels like another Bryce Turner bet on the evaluation, bet on your track record of, of developing. Because that, that seems like a guy that's going to commit, right? Because where else? Mm-hmm. If this is a full offer and it's, it's widely open to him, he's going to take that. And so um, I'm curious to catch up with him. And then the defensive lineman whose name I'm just blanking on, if you guys have it in front of you. Sue Lafoto? Yes. Um, he's committed to, well he done. was committed to Washington. Shave. <laughs> he, he's got a visit set up, uh, after this to, to go back to Washington. But this is a guy, I think six four two eighty five. Like this is the sort of guy that Nebraska under Tony two had chased for a while and just never landed. Could 
they land somebody like this that, you know, could be a 3-4 defensive end or could be a 3-4 nose tackle or could be a 4-3 defensive tackle. Like, I, he's a sort of development defensive line prospect that I feel like they've missed out a lot on. And I, I would love to see them add that to a Riley Van Poppel and to a Vincent Carroll Jackson and that kind of thing that they have going on the defensive line. I, of all the visitors, he's the one that I'm probably most intrigued by. <laughs> Fantastic stuff, Shafe. Enjoy the Friday and the weekend. All right, guys. Have a good one. Enjoy Thanks. your weekend. Thanks, buddy. Coming up, head junior J, Josh Lukey after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Coffee and Cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Welcome back. It is Friday, which means Coach's Corner, and uh, I'm doubly excited about this one. <laughs> Just saw them the other night as they got ready to take on the Junior Mustangs. The head Blue Jay over off of Western, Coach Josh Ludke. Buddy, good morning. How are you? Hey, Damon. Good morning. Good. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a good Friday, so... Uh, Happy, happy to be up and moving upright. Uh, hopefully, have a good day. Hey, tough, tough schedule. Kind of out of the gates. A little bit of of a different team for you. <laughs> you you played Miller North. You played Gretna. You saw East. You actually played Gretna twice. Uh, you open on the road at Kearney, right? Do you like the way that the schedule? <laughs> Has, you played Bellevue West. The, you like the way that the schedule has kind of broken out for you to figure some things out early, or would you have liked to have eased into it a little bit more? Um, you know, I I, I I like the way it was set up. Um, I mean, we don't get the luxury of putting the schedule together however we want it. Um, but, I mean, obviously opening up in Carney, playing North Star, playing Lincoln, Playing Lincoln Pius, who beat Lincoln Southwest twice now. Yeah. Um, playing Lincoln, you know, East, I think I said that. But then, you know, you go to the Metros. And, I mean, we probably, most people probably didn't think we were going to get more than two games. But to play Gretna, the North, Bell West, play Gretna, Miller North already twice. We got Bell West coming up, Lincoln Southeast. We West got side. Central. Um, and we got that uh, other school over there on the fourth <laughs> coming over here Tuesday. West Side, yeah, that's it. Um, and then you got to play Rockhurst. I mean, it's just no easy games. Like, I mean, it every game is a, a challenge. I mean, I'm sitting here looking. Our last game of the year, and I don't look too far ahead. Our last game of the year is at Millard South. Now tell me, that's a tough game, and you know that, especially yeah, they grind if they you. get their guys back healthy. Yep. Playing at Millard South against Millard South, that's no easy task. And and that's just the way the Metro is. Now, there are probably some games you look at and you're like, boom, check, that's a game we win. But for the most part, if, if you're not one of the upper echelon teams, 
every game is going to be a journey. Coach, you've played a ton of close games this year, both been on the winning and losing side of that. How does that prepare you kind of for this final stretch and then getting in to February when you get into districts? And, and do you feel like that kind of puts a strain on you at all mentally, or do you like the way it prepares you? I mean, I, I'd, I'd rather play close games and tough games every day than, than you know, have a 30-point blowout. And then after the game, you know, your coaches get together and you say, God, did you really get better today? Uh, uh-huh. So, I mean, I, I would rather play the close games and try to learn how to win those close games. Um, you know, I wish we would – I thought we had a chance to, to finish out the game on Tuesday, um, and we just didn't do that. Now, part of that is give credit to Miller North. They made some big shots. They, they, they took away some of our top scores in overtime and made some other guys try to make some buckets. But, you know, that was a game that, you know, when you look back and you look at how, how we played and, and how we missed some opportunities – and not just that game. I mean, I, I always talk with my team like we had a chance to, to beat North Star, and, yeah. and if mm-hmm. we make a play or two, we probably win that game. And, and same with Lincoln East and same with the first Gretna game. I mean, for a while in the first Gretna game, it was 45-40. We got seven stops in a row, and we couldn't throw the ball in the ocean. And, mm. you know, you get one or two scores – that changes the game. And I feel like we've been in every game and, and this is, you know, I, I just, I feel like this year, this team can, can really, we can beat a lot of teams, but if we don't come ready to play, we can also lose to a lot of teams. And our, our, we've told our guys this, our margin of error in winning and losing is razor thin this year at Creighton prep. We've had some teams in the past that you can make some mistakes and overcome them. We can't make mistakes with this group and overcome them like we have in the past. We've got to be on our A game, and we've got to be disciplined, and we've got to play team basketball. And if we do that, we got a chance. But if we, we're not disciplined and, and we play some selfish basketball at times, um, that, that margin of victory is razor thin for us, and that could cost us. Yeah, I was talking with uh, uh, one of, uh, of my colleagues in the media, and he's done this for a long time. Uh, a long time, and I said, we were out in the hallway uh, Tuesday night, and I said, I feel like I've said this once the last three years, but I think this time, <laughs> this time, Coach Lukey, I think it's, it's, it's factual. We both felt like, at least up to this point, this has to be your best coaching job because what we decided at the end of singing your praises was – you're a guy that likes to, to kind of edgy, very competitive. It's kind of your team and, and, and Omaha Creighton Prep against the world. But this year, you're like giving the keys to an already dangerous coaching mentality, right? Because you are a little overlooked because this isn't a vintage prep team. Did that recharge you or is this just business as usual given your temperament? Uh, I mean, it's just business as usual. I mean, I, I try to be low-key, but as you know, I mean, I don't know too many dudes that are as competitive as I am. And, um, I mean, I, I know that comes off like I'm a lunatic sometimes or maybe crazy, but um, I just don't like to lose. And I can tolerate, and I tell my team all the, all the time that I can tolerate losing if we play well and we compete and we work hard. Um, I cannot tolerate losing with lack of effort, um, 
and, and bad decisions. And um, I knew going into this year that this was going to be we needed to really coach this group up. And we've got great kids. I really like these guys. We, we don't have that, that guy that everybody says, man, he can, he can take over a game and he can make shots. Uh, we have guys who think they can do that, um, and that's a good <laughs> mindset to have. But at the end of the day, like, we have to be really smart and we have to be careful about not trying to do anything out of uh, character for us. And we always tell our guys this. Do what you do well, and and don't try to make the superstar plays. And 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 when we've done that, we've been really tough to beat. When we haven't, we we've opened that door to be beat because we we've taken some really bad shots. And you know, I I was mad the other night after the game on Tuesday. I mean, you can't be eight eight of fifteen from the free throw line, yeah, yeah. and you can't be fifteen of twenty nine from in the paint. Like I told Stu the other night. We don't take a lot of mid-range jumpers to where they're they're you know between the paint and the three-point line. It we we miss thirteen or fourteen shots point-blank range because either one Miller North did a great job of contesting or we just weren't focused enough of putting the ball in the hoop and 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 that's been you know a, a problem in practice. I mean, we started practice yesterday in a in an uncontested layup drill. And we missed four uncontested layups. Like, that's the story of our season right now. When we put the ball in the hoop, and I know this is easy, but, like, like when you score, things are good. But when you miss layups, you, you're not giving yourself a chance to win against good teams. And there's there's some really good teams. I mean, I'm thankful I'm not in Lincoln playing. Lincoln oh, how about, yeah, how about that gauntlet? Play. They just eat each other up. I mean, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm kind of loving life a little bit because I'm sitting here and I know we've got some tough games, but I'm like, man, like we we might be able to, to sneak out and host the district, and that's our goal, host the district. But also, you know, we might also, you know, if we have to go on the road for the first time in eight years for a district, like <laughs> let's let's try to get into a district that's winnable. Let's not let's not find ourselves going to seed one and have to win against the top seed and probably most likely undefeated team in the state to try to go to state because, you know, you know how that goes. I mean, you might be able to knock them off once out of ten times, but with that team, I mean, we, we I, they might they might win 100 games in a row. Yeah, we're talking with uh, the head junior, Jay, Josh Ludke, one of the handful of coaches. There's three to win multiple state championships since 2010. That list is short. The other is one of the schools that he's talking about uh, at Bellevue West. But let's go to the other that has two. It's his <laughs> son who you have coming up on the schedule in Central and Coach Chubbick Jr. with senior on staff. Before we let you go here, Coach, in the last couple minutes, what concerns you about Omaha Central is uh, this is a nice little rivalry as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, any time you're playing – a Chubbuck coach team, you know they're disciplined and you know they're well coached. And they, they've got some guys that they've gotten better from day one. And and you look and they played some of these teams very close. And, and you know, they were close to Miller North. Um, they were close to beating Brian in the Metro Holiday. Um, they're just a played Lincoln high tough. Well coached team. And that concerns me because. I know how we can be locked in at times, but I also know how we can be semi-unfocused at times. We cannot be unfocused tonight if we're going to try 
and get a W against Omaha Central. Coach, uh, let me sneak in one more real quick because he, uh, he's drawing the attention of a lot of folks now. We know about Rishal. He can shoot it. P.J. can get downhill. But how about Dylan Clawson's emergence um, as kind of a post presence and can be a little stretchy at times too? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we, we knew this summer that Dylan was going to be one of our top players. We really feel like he has kind of the inside-outside game that we've been lucky to have with our kind of our four or five guys. Um, I think he's shooting over 40% from three, and he's around 68% from two. Um, he, he reminds me, probably not as athletic as a caller rope or A.J. Rollins, but those guys were very efficient. And, and they were guys that would score 15 to 20 points on six shots, seven shots, get to the free throw line a couple of times. Um, they don't need 25 shots to score 20 points. So I've been really happy with Dylan. Um, you know, I talked to the team after we lost to Miller North, and one of those things that I told them, like, that dude needed to touch the ball in overtime, and I thought he – I think he only touched it once. And when you have a guy who's seven for eight from the field, you got to get him the ball. And he was doing a very nice job of sealing in the post and being creative around the rim. Um that, that he needs to touch the ball. And, you know, they always say if you have an inside game, it's going to really open up the outside game. And I think our guards have to trust that if Dylan can create his shots and score inside, it's going to open up the perimeter for not just P.J. and Joey, but for our other guards who can really shoot it. And um, they just got to trust the process and trust each other. And, you know, usually by now we're already at that process of we trust everybody. But I think we're still trying to get everybody to trust one another that, hey, if I throw the ball to the right wing, Mm. I might go left, but I'm eventually going to get the ball back. I have to trust that that's going to happen. And sometimes I don't think we trust each other. One of the best in the business, and he's a buddy. (laughs) Coach, best wishes, man. Appreciate your time. Best wishes. All right, thank you. I'm going to go back, take a nap, maybe get in a a run with Buck for the game or – I think it's a miracle type day. I think we'll watch miracle. <laughs> oh man, all of that is Coach Lukey. Back after this hour number two on Coffee and Cream. Coffee and Cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Ah, I'm I'm super happy with. I'm so happy <laughs> together. I'm super happy with, with Ravi Lula, who is filling in for my man, AR-15, Andrew Rogers. Yeah. Who is heading back to St. Louis. How would you like this schedule? Wait, so they're getting married in St. Louis? Yes. Ooh. Closing on a house. Ooh. Moved. Yeah. All in the last 48 hours. Yeah. Going to pick out a venue Old Dominion. (laughs) Old Dominion. (laughs) Picking out a venue. Is that where he's at? Yes, he's at Old Dominion. No. (laughs) I mean, what kind of venues they got at? Wait, what kind of what? What kind of what? Venues. I thought he said vignettes. (laughs) Vignettes? Vignettes? What kind of vignettes they got at? uh... Beignets? What? Beignets, yeah. (laughs) Hey, what kind of beignets do they have? I love a good beignet. Oh, my Lord. Let's. Okay, so. (laughs) Venues. Venues. Andrew. Venues. St. Louis. Is it Pam or Pan? Is it Clarence or Clarence? Clarence or Clarence. Pam or Pan? (laughs) 
Uh, so he, he closed on a house. Yeah. Moved. All, and now he's looking for a venue. Oof. All in the last 96 hours. That's a that's a rough that's a rough ninety six so, hours. I like to spread out my life events a little bit. Yeah, you know that's a lot that's happening like right in a row. My brain can't really. How about how about this that. week? And I and I kind of felt bad. I, I you know I, I'm I'm giving him this kind of ghost hug. I'm like, hang in there, man. <laughs> At some point, it will even out. Right now, it feels like you're drinking from a fire hose. Yeah, well, no, he's trying to keep his head above water right now. Yeah, and, and then when he said when he moved, I mean they were on it like. As soon as they got into the house, they were unpacking, like, right away. Yeah. Like, setting everything up, like, all the way through the house. I See, mean, not even waiting a day, just, like, relax I don't there un- for a little bit. I don't understand the unpack right away, people. I'm not about that life. Oh. Are you an oh, unpack right away? What's my personality? Yeah. That's kind of <laughs> what, yeah, you're right. You're right. To right. the O's, I don't like when drawers are left open, <laughs> let alone. No, that's different, though. That's boxes a hazard. Boxes not being unpacked. Drawers like, left open is a hazard, man. Somebody clip a, a clip a hip or something with that right but listen just, just hey listen just put the socks in a little yeah, further close the just close the drawer just tap it in <laughs> um no the 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 packing listen i get it i do but by the time i'm done moving stuff into a new place i'm done for the day shut like, down i'm done shut it down uh i will get a tv out and something to sit on and the Wi-Fi. So has streaming made moving a little more enjoyable? <laughs> because mm. I, I told Drew down the other day, I said, Wi-Fi mm-hmm. and time to move, like closing time, were within an hour. <laughs> yes, 100%. So as long as I had Wi-Fi? Yes. Hey. Everything else you can kind of figure out. Yeah. As, as long, long as, as I have I, my internet. As long as I can stream. Yes. I'm good. 100%. You right? don't have to like call the cable guy out and <laughs> yeah. have satellite set up or whatever. It's like I just call. They, they, they push a button on their computer. My internet service is now at the new location. Yep. Nobody had to come over and do anything. Yep. And then I just plug it in the wall. And it's like, hey, I got everything now. Hey, heating, cooling, all that not set up yet. <laughs> Wi-Fi. Bam, high five. No, I mean, you should probably call the utility companies, make yeah, sure. A little, little, little bit. Just make sure. But, but hey, are you uh, – and I, you don't strike me as a nervous guy, right? You're, you and Happer have that kind of this irrational confidence, which it's is a, one of the things I think yes. makes him funny. Yeah. Are you nervous with the Niners this weekend? Well, nervous is so. It's funny because I do have an irrational confidence. I I also have anxiety, so it's a real nice, <laughs> spicy cocktail Great. of emotion. Hypersensitive and yes, hundred percent. Hyper paranoid. Yes. Okay, Bo. Pol- I'm sitting next to Coach Polini. <laughs> Rude. Um, I haven't called anybody the c word on a secret videotape. Um, Dude, he's my. That's my guy, though. <laughs> I, listen, I'm going to bed for Coach P. Man, he was a G. He was. He was. No. So. I, nervous, I don't know if I would say nervous, right? Because I, I don't really know. It all feels like a bonus at this point. What? Here's the thing. Just think about Hot it. Hot take? No, just think about it and think about it big Dude, picture you're, here. You're the fave. No, I know, no, but step back. Step back from it. Right okay? now? Like ready? What do you want yeah. me to do? Just, just, just take deep breath. We're going to take a 30,000-foot view of the 49er season right now. Okay? Macro, macro, I'm macro. They start, they're on their third-string quarterback. Oh, here we go. Listen, they've got the best roster in football. Am I wrong? Uh, win healthy. Let's take, let's take the it's quarterback the, out the, of the situation. It's the deepest. It's let's the deepest. take the quarterback out of the situation. It's Is the there deepest. a roster in football you'd prefer? Like, uh, you get a pick. 
for your favorite team? Eagles, uh, Eagles are close. The Eagles are a good roster. Chiefs are close. Give me, give me Von Miller back on Buffalo. I, that's close. Close, but Von Miller doesn't get to come back on Buffalo. Yeah, but like, like the, with the Chiefs, you got, you got Clark, you got you like Karloftis. Chiefs, you, you like the Chiefs' defense as much as you like the 49ers' defense. I don't love the Chiefs' defense, and I was just having this. I haven't even replied back to him yet, though. I got a, I got a good Twitter buddy. He got my attention. This is probably three or four years ago because his, he has X's and O's in his Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. So that immediately gets sure. my attention, right? Because I think that cha- that's a, gets a game changer yeah. if we can talk scheme. And, and, and he sent me a message this morning. And he, he said, gosh, you know, why yesterday did you say you were worried about the Chiefs' pass rush? Mm-hmm. They're second in the NFL. It, so what does that say to me? I don't – what don't I like, Ravi? I don't like stats in a vacuum, mm-hmm. right? So, yes, they're second in the you league. You like context. And I like who they're going against. Mm-hmm. So the fact and that – like the, trends. So the fact that the Niners only have – or the Chiefs – because I'm looking at their stats mm-hmm. yesterday as I'm saying this. Nine sacks in the last six games is what we tally, you mm-hmm. tallied up, yep. right? And only three in the last three. Yep. Right? That's not going in the right direction. No. And it, it's it, trending in the wrong direction from six to three to Because it's going down. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I'm thinking, well, yeah, that's cool. You're second in, in getting after the quarterback in terms of sacks. but It's front-end heavy. Very. The very last six, The last six games, you have nine sacks in six games. That's over a third of the season. That's not a small sample size. So I'm like, eh, okay, yeah. but it's not relative to why I like Jacksonville getting eight and a half this weekend because I do. Now, having said all that, mm-hmm. I love your roster. Yeah. But 60 65% of the time, that roster has not been intact. 100%. So I'm like – They're pretty healthy yeah. right now. Yeah. Pretty healthy right now, which is what I like. Um, so you say if I'm, I'm not nervous uh, because I, I think the roster is a lot better than but Dallas's. How, oh, I don't know about that. You don't think so? I'm not going to die on that hill. I'm not going to die on that hill, but I think the roster is better they're, than Dallas's. That they're close, but Dallas's top 22 mm-hmm. are pretty good. That's fair. Here's, here's the thing that is the total unknown that – Actually, 23 if you count Pollard. Are you counting Maher? That was a joke. I was I'm just, just at, giving him a hard time. I was just at Centennial High School I'm just last giving him a hard time. in Utica, so I am all in on Maher vibes. Listen, Maher's great. <laughs> I felt terrible for him the other Me too. night. But, uh, so here, here's the, the wild card question. By that, the way, shout out to Centennial. Did your state finals in 2018? There you go. Uh, there's, no, there's no way to know. And this is basically, in my opinion, going to be the difference in the game. Is Brock Purdy is this who Brock Purdy is? First half Purdy or second half Purdy? Second half Purdy. Or first half of the season Iowa State or Brocktober Purdy at Iowa State? <laughs> Brocktober. Uh, no. Is is what we've <laughs> seen is what we've seen as a as a cumulative over his six games of starter. Yeah. Is that who he is? Or is there another shoe left to drop? Does does somebody you know, is there enough tape on him now you get scouted? Are we past that point? I don't know. That's the part that I don't know. That, that nobody can really know. Because if, if this is who he is, the 49ers are winning the Super Bowl. I'm, t- I'm sorry to tell you. So the one thing that I do like about the Niners, and I have the Bills playing the Niners, even though full disclosure, I still think Kansas City is I had I had Niners Chiefs before the season. I still, so I had, I had Bills, Bills and – was it Niners? Maybe. I can't remember. I can't remember who I had in the NFC. But – 
the reason I didn't pick the Chiefs is because I thought their road would be tougher mm-hmm. if they drew the Bengals. Mm-hmm. So I didn't. I don't love the Bills pick because I've said all year long I'm riding with my homie. Josh Allen's a little loose. A little uh, loose with the football right now. Yeah, turns it over. A little and loose with the football for, right and now. Why would? Why do they get away from the run? No idea. I, I shot Drew down a, a, te- a tweet the other day where their average in the fourth quarter against the Dolphins, mm-hmm. they were throwing the ball vertically like twenty some yards down the field. I don't get it. I don't understand it at I, all. Listen, I, you fall in love with that right arm. It's cool because you see one and you're like, oh, that's pretty. Yeah, that's real pretty. And there are times when when Jay when Allen is rolling. Mm-hmm. He gives you the illusion that he's unstoppable. He gives you the illusion that he's Mahomes, and he's not, in terms of the passing. Now, he brings other things to the table in terms of his mobility. And and Mahomes is pretty mobile, but he doesn't run like Allen does. The other thing I love about Mahomes is he he has the whole world fooled. Because coming into the league, Mm -hmm. I thought he was a fantastic athlete. No, he's not at all. But he is, though. I mean, he is. Great great baseball player. He can hoop. He's not a a great measurables athlete. Uh, agree. Which is a different thing. But, you know, he's the word that I love. He's functional. Yes. So, until the toe injury and the foot injury. He's like, he's a little bit of a Big Ben athlete. Like, so he moves well enough to get around. And in the same vein, mm-hmm. he when he moves around, he acts like it hurts. Yes. So, you don't give him Looks like there's a credit for what back. he is. Yeah. But you know what real athleticism is? Delivering the ball, wrong foot. I'll say the throws that t- he can t- make. T- tough angles. Yeah. Uh, the way that he can contort his body. See, that's athleticism mm-hmm. to me. So while he doesn't always look smooth, he's still the dude. That's why I tell people that Steph Curry's a good athlete. Steph Curry's a fantastic athlete. It's because it's it's athleticism is not just forty time vertical jump. It's body control. I if think that's repeat, pri- I think that's primary. Yeah, no, I agree. But we get we get confused because the combine. And listen, I love the combine. I'm a combine guy. But we get confused because of the things that measurable athleticism. And like you said, functional athleticism are different things. Because like body control I, is more important. I played with a couple of. I played with one. I watched another mm-hmm. that put up ridiculous measurables, and I'm not sure either would be classified as uber athletic. Jay Sims was one. Curtis Cotton was another. Mm-hmm. Curtis Cotton could. He could run high four fours, low four fives. He's a big, strong, muscular built dude. He could jump out of this world. Mm-hmm. Explosive. Look like Adonis. Tremendous hard hitter. Love football. Smart IQ. What happened when it came to evaluating? Just change of direction. Mm-hmm. Just just hip flexion. Like the ability to control his body. Body. Body control. Jay Sims. A performance index record breaker mm-hmm. at the University of Nebraska. Not made up numbers. He's a 4'4 guy. He was 219 pounds, mm-hmm. 18 pounds. Uh, he was jumping 44 inches. <laughs> He's a standing broad jumper. He's 11-2, no. Listen, I'm telling you, freaky. Yeah. Could, could dunk with his eyes closed, two foot, one foot. Yeah. But you watch his movements. And body control, it was like, eh. It's Taylor Mays. You remember Taylor Mays from USC? That's my guy. Couldn't move his hips. The greatest, ar- one of the greatest arguments the other light-skinned guy and I had, Michael mm-hmm. Severe, was over Taylor Mays. You were pro or he was con? Or I'm, pr- I'm pro Taylor Mays. Okay. And Severe was like, 
DB, he can't move. He can't move his hips. <laughs> so, you know what I would say? My fallback. Some was, of the greatest measurables of all time. But I was like, nah, he's a traditional two deep guy. Like, he's he's John Lynch, mm-hmm. Mike. You got to just play him in the right system. <laughs> sure enough, Severe was right. <laughs> Out of the league in 43 <laughs> years. That's fine. I'm going to win the Hafanga bet because I said Hafanga <laughs> was way better than he gave him credit for. And the, and the verdict is still out on Grant Delpit, who he said couldn't tackle, who I said I love. Yeah. Who I'm still not sure who Grant we'll Delpit see. is. We'll right? See. Okay, it's we'll, pending. We'll see. So I go back to this matchup, and Dallas is the pre- – they're the poster children's mm-hmm. for front runners. Yeah. When they feel good mm-hmm. and they're kind of smelling themselves they a get little rolled. bit. They get on a they roll a little bit. They look – Amazing. It snowballs for them. Right? Do you remember when they started the season undefeated? Like, they went mm-hmm. on that run, and they're like, oh, my God, this Dallas team is unbelievable. It snowballs the other way, too, though. It can. Yeah. So, which Dallas team are you getting? Because they're extremely capable, especially now that Hilton has become kind of a third clutch option. They get good tight end play. You got your dynamic outside the numbers with Brown and Lamb. Like, so, let me ask you this, though. How much stock do you put into – because I hear a lot of people talk, oh, they got great momentum coming off the Tampa Bay win. How much stock do you put in one-game momentum? None. That's what I thought. Because And listen, Tampa Bay's not, not good. Yeah, they, they, were, were they, good. they were who they had been the second yeah, half of the season. We, they, I'm with you. They told us who they were. I'm with you. And we didn't believe them. I'm with you. And we're like, oh, but Tom Brady. And I was in the same way because I was like, I, just, I don't feel great about going against Tom Brady in the playoffs, which I think is reasonable. But – they were exactly who they, pr- they showed themselves to be, right? So I think a lot of people are a little high on Dallas because of last week, or earlier this week, I guess, but I don't know how much that should matter. When I look at it, I look at it and see, man, San Francisco ain't Tampa Bay. I get it. That's a different thing, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you go here in a second, but the other thing that I look at, that I, I haven't heard people talk about a ton here, is the 49ers are on two full days of rest longer, longer than Dallas. Absolutely. And when you're playing somebody that hits you like the 49ers do, I feel like that's going to matter. Hey, Dallas brought that drama too, though, in Tampa. They did, but it was against listen, Tampa. Listen, those guys were looking for a place to lay down. They were. They were. Dallas I, brought but funk. You think anybody on the 49ers is going to be looking on a place to no, lay down? No, and I understand. Listen, I get it. I, I totally get it. That's my, but, that's my question is how much is that going to matter? But you haven't talked about the X factor yet. I'm listening. It's, it's Kellen Moore. Sure. It, it's, it's how Dallas plays offensively in terms of their play call. That's the difference. So you want to take Kellen Moore versus and, Kyle and, Shanahan. And, see, I don't – I asked this – yes, this is funny. I know because you're I talking asked, about McCarthy, but I'm yeah. talking about Moore. You want to look at coaching in the NFL, you do. You do. But at this juncture in the season, man, player, good does, players help. I understand, but does anybody? I mean, does anybody put their players in better positions to succeed than Kyle Shanahan with this 49ers team? Only Andy Reid right now. Absolutely. And you look. So that's where I look at it and say, okay, even if everything else is equal, which the defenses I don't. Why think is are. it only three and a half though? That that alone should because scare it's, you. No, because it's Dallas. Okay, I'll it's buy the public. I'll buy it. It's the public. I'll buy it. That's what I think it is. Because it started at four and a half. It got bet down to three and a half because the public is stupid. I'm just telling you, not outside of Kellamore, keep an eye on if Dallas tackles in the open field. 
Well, that's everybody's got no, to no, do no, 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 no. Though. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the thing, right? The the McCaffrey in the open field, the Samuel in the, in the open field, Kittle. Hey, how violent is that? I I'm all in on Kittle. <laughs> like, I love Kittle. I love too. I love that whole raw. I love that all their skill position players like to hurt you. Dallas has the most nondescript best tight end in football. I'm telling you. You better find it. Tampa Bay found out too late. He yeah. had he had been that guy. Yes. And he's a brutal matchup. Here's the here's the thing that I think people don't give enough credit to with the 49ers physicality. Is yes, their defense is physical. Their skill position players want to hurt you. No, I know. Debo wants to cause you physical pain. Yeah. Kittle likes running. Like Kittle is so good when he doesn't even have the ball. Like, part of the reason their run game is so good is because they have a freak in Kittle who comes across the formation and just lights up whoever's supposed hey, to have the read. Keep, keep an eye on Schultz, though. He, I'm telling you. I that, get it. I do. I get it. That's going to be monster eyeballs, too. Yeah? Yeah, it's a great – No, it's going to be a huge – There's I mean, a reason it's slated where it is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's going to be – I think they're talking about maybe the most highly viewed uh, divisional game ever. Yeah. But, I, man, so Orlovsky on ESPN. I don't know if you're an Orlovsky uh, guy. Or I not. like Dan. He's unconventional and he's a little, he's a little quirky. quirky. He's a little quirky. I like him, but though. he does good. He 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 presents good information. I, I'm I'm do. He did like a ten minute segment on the 49ers 21 personnel the other day. Oh yeah, and I just don't even know what you do to defend that. Like I have no idea how you stop it. And it's so we talked about this the other day. This was in passing with um, my guy Chaz in SoCal. He likes mm-hmm. to tweet out a bunch of Husker clips, and mm-hmm. I and I'm think and I was telling him the thing that makes person that's why you you match players and not formations mm-hmm. because when the 49ers can break the huddle you can think 21 you can think 12 mm-hmm. with how they can use a fullback as an insert tight end yeah. with a traditional tight end or they could put them both in motion them out like slots and work it like 11. It's 21 people. 21 people, yeah, yeah. But you can it's line them up. It's 21 personnel. Yeah, you can. It's not 21 formation. Right. And that's the crazy thing is because they'll put McCaffrey in the backfield oh, or yeah. out wide. That's what makes them hard. They'll put Debo in the backfield or out wide or at tight end. They'll put Juszczyk wherever they want. And look where they, and look where they can put Kittle. They put in line, flex. They can put him outside the they numbers. They put him in like the X half the time. Yeah. And, it, that, and then they bring him across the formation. And then he just cracks whoever's trying to. Remember once upon a time when people didn't think Kittle could block? Dude. <laughs> I think people are more scared of him as a blocker than they are a receiver. They, and they should be. Yeah. He's legit. Uh, Shane, is, we got time? Yeah, we got oh, time. Oh, I don't know if you got time. I don't know. Is five <laughs> minutes enough? <laughs> let's, let's, let's go to my, my diehard Dallas fan here. Good morning, B. What's up? Uh, nothing, fellas. I'm, I'm starting to. I'm starting to get a little angry, y'all. Talking about the, everybody going for the 49ers. I ain't really feel I'm, like I'm vouching for Dallas like, a little bit, not, though, B. I'm a Niners guy, not, so not I'm, I'm, I'm biased. Just, uh, let me rephrase that. In general, I am feeling comfortable, so I should say, because I hear a lot of people going against the Cowboys, and I like it like that. Because <laughs> I like when, every, when I hear it on TV from everybody or the radio, go with this team because that's y'all doing that's a sales job y'all doing for the bookies <laughs> all right so, so y'all can go ahead and hey, get bookie. everybody else bookies and lose their money <laughs> do i get a cut of that sales job do i get commission uh. <laughs> yeah, boy, hey I'm, I'm, you, you don't know whoever who's this dude next to you damon ravi you know ravi right okay okay yeah ravi what's up i know you don't know 
You don't know. You you don't remember ninety two. I I feel like this in ninety two. We going back into Candlestick Park. We done lost six in a row. But you know how that turns out. Is Troy Aikman but playing this week? Is Aikman playing this week? Hey, but your money could be playing. Or is or is or your is, money could be playing? Is Dak playing this week? Who lost the forty nineers in the playoffs last year? Your money could be playing. I don't care about last year. <laughs> last year you probably didn't how to do something, but you know how to do it this year though. Things change. So you care about 92, but you don't care about last year when the uh, rosters hey, are basically hey, the same. I, I care about the money in your pocket, too, because I hear you do a lot of talking, or even on the last radio station you was on. That's why you ain't on there right now. <laughs> That's why you ain't on there. Making them obscene comments and stuff. I don't remember you because you like to talk a lot. I'm going to come looking for you. I'm going to come looking for you. I know right, you ain't hard to find. Yeah. I'm a distinct Dallas, looking I'll be guy. taking it this weekend. Oh. We're going with Dallas this weekend. B. We're going with Dallas and yeah. And I'll get you a 92 shirt when we're done, all right? Bro, look, babe, before we let oh. you go, where are you watching the game? Are you a by-yourself guy? By myself or in, in public, but the most time I just sit there in the house. Okay. But I got these kids to watch. <laughs> I ain't going to tell Robbie the story you said about his son. He's an equal opportunity offender. Be, be safe out there, man. Hey. Have a nice weekend, son. He was giving it to his oldest son the other day. Yeah. Mean-spirited over the Vikings being bad. <laughs> he's that kind of guy. They're not bad. They're just fraudulent. Man, he's all in on his Cowboys. I mean, he can be. That's fine. Brian's my guy. He's hilarious. He's hilarious. You should like in real life. He super easy going. Like, yeah. and he officiates. Okay, so he kind of has to be a little firm. Yeah, but uh, is there a game you feel the safest about? Ooh, um, it doesn't even have to be. Do you want to go ATS or no? Let's go straight up. Okay, is there a game you feel the safest about? Because well, I have mine lock stock. I mean, this isn't fair. Straight up, obviously, Kansas City. I feel the best about straight up. You feel better about KC Jacksonville than you do Eagles Giants? Straight up? Yes. Yeah. Listen. Listen, I come on. Come on, man. I'm not saying it's impossible. The Eagles will cover ten and a half, not just seven and a half. No. I don't know what Jalen Hurts is right now. The Eagles should be favored by more than That's Kansas my City should be favored over Jacksonville. I don't know what Jalen Hurts is right now. That's my concern. If he's healthy, I agree. If you know he's what, not, I don't know. You know what Jalen Hurts is? What's that? A winner. He is. If he's healthy. He's a winner. If he's healthy. Spirited. That's my question. That's why I like Robbie. Ryan, <laughs> we're at Hale Varsity Club. You can come hang out. <laughs> he's great. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. All right. We're going we're gonna to send Madonna. <laughs> I need everybody to calm down. Coffee and cream coming back next. Coffee and Cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Ah, there's a lot going on behind the scenes, man. God bless live radio. <laughs> Welcome back to Coffee and Cream. My man, Ravi Lula, turning the show on its ear. What'd I do? Uh, live from the H&H Chevrolet studio, we are here. I'm not going to – you know what I almost said? What's that? We coming. But I'm not going to. Because <laughs> this is not ODB and Ravi Lula here for the Colorado Buffaloes. We are here for all the schools in the state of Nebraska. That's right. Some more than others. Well, well. <laughs> well, if, we, if, if you cut both of us, we both would bleed red. 
That's true. We do like blue. Man, I, I like a little blue in there. You yeah. know. Your ring game is fantastic, by Thank the way. Thank you. This what, is a new one. I got this for Christmas. What'd you do with the skull and that, oh, mean, still, that mean looking no, one? No, it's not a skull. It's a pit bull. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, it's a pit bull. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because I got Because you like those angry dogs. Man, they're not angry. They're so you, babies. Do you know what's been popping up on my For You page on TikTok what's other that? than recipes? Uh, kind, uh, 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 Corsos. So I must oh, have watched Kane it. I must have been. I know you're supposed to say Connie. I say Kane. I we must have like um, talked about it too much yeah. or said it because it was once upon a time my dream dog. Oh, I love a Kane Corso. Yeah, there there's a lot going on with those. Dude, have you seen? <laughs> so they 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 keep popping up on my yeah. my for you page now. So I feel like I'm a, a Corso expert. Have you seen my youngest? He looks. He's a mix, but he looks like a king. He's like an all black pitbull mix. He looks like a Kane Corso. So. When I first started with Twitter, um, you know, Josh got me started like on a humbug. He mm-hmm. just was like, "Ah, oh, we're building a Twitter account." And I was like, "No, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do it without it." Right? <laughs> so it's like um, I used to have a picture of a Corso, oh, and yeah, it was yeah. this place because I looked into it for a long time oh, yeah. until I found out all the laws and stuff and muzzles and walking. And, it's a whole thing. And there's this place down in Georgia that is like. The hub. The place. And this dog looks like it, a power lifter. Oh, I, yeah. I, I think his name was Brutus. They're stacked up. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing and about. And the, the, the dog looked amazing. And I was like, this is before you even think about. I'm irrational sometimes with that stuff. Right? No. This is before you think about kids, no. family, yeah. needing the yard, digging under your fence, like how much exercise they need. Could you really control them? Like. Yeah. All those things that matter. Yeah, you know, just those like, little things. I was like, nope, I just want one. Dude, that's the, the that's why you got to go go the shelter route. Yeah. And you just find them that are, because they'll, they'll. But don't you worry about temperament you're inheriting? No, you get them as puppies. They've got these puppies as shelters, man. Well, I understand you're born with some genetic sequencing, aren't you? I mean, a little bit, but come on now. I'm a nurture over nature guy. Oh. <laughs> with, dogs, is it, oh. with dogs. With dogs. <laughs> I don't know about people yet. I don't know about people yet. I'm still uh, still deciding. Hey, I won't. I won't tell that to Brian. I'm still deciding on some people. Uh, but no, man. Like you oh. get, so you get these dogs from the shelter. Mm-hmm. My dog looks like a Cane Corso, but he's a mix, and so none of the laws apply. You have to you. two, right, or just one? <laughs> you have four now. Yeah. What? Yeah. Dude, mix in some kids. I will not. Hard pass. Immediately, no. So that's mutual. That's agreed upon. 100%. So that's not an issue. One hundred percent. Oh, then do you? Yeah, we have no interest in get get twenty six of them. Then, well, no, four is uh, to be fair too many. I'm going to be honest with you. Two's the right number. What's the age range? So my oldest, I, I talk about them like they're kids. My that's oldest fine. is eleven and a half. She's my OG. I've had her for ten years. Getting there. Uh, yeah, she probably doesn't have a ton of time left, but love her to death. Uh, and then the other three are boys, and they're a bunch of idiots. Love them. They're but they're boy dogs are just happy dumb idiots. I love it. It's great. Both my both my dogs are boys. Um, they're great. They're or males. Six, four, and two. Uh, are you a little iffy on that? Or? Uh, well, I got to remember the ages. I don't remember ages real well. <laughs> Who are you, like, Antonio Cromartie? I have no. <laughs> I mean, kind of with the dogs a little bit. I have like I have no idea how old my nieces and nephews are. Like yeah. I just have no idea. I know they are school aged. Yeah. And they can't drive yet. That's all I know. All inclusive? That's you, all I know. Do you see them a lot? 
No, I try not to. Um, <laughs> then, then, why would you, then why would you know their age? It's Ravi Lula here for Coffee and Cream for Joy <laughs> No, here's and the Comfort in the Morning. I like. Not really. They're good kids. I like my brother's cool. I like my brother. I like his wife. Um, I'm just not a big kids guy. Yeah, it's fair. And so, like, kids can be a tough hang. Yeah. Especially if they're not yours. Right? And so... Like, if I'm choosing to spend time with people. They These poor they people don't have that have never heard you before this morning oh, are it's probably a, like, what? Yeah, they're spitting the coffee out. <laughs> um, but, no, I mean, kids can be, like, if you're. <laughs> Sauter's over there just shaking his head. And when you get Sauter to shake his head, you probably said some crazy things. I mean, if I'm choosing to spend time with people, mm-hmm. we've hung out before. Yeah, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I'm a little choosy. Yeah, yeah for sure. And listen, kids do not make the cut. But low maintenance, though. I was I'm a low little, maintenance. I, yeah, I yes. was a little surprised. Really? You talked a lot less out sure. than like well, we would just. If it was you and me, because we were in a group. Yeah. And a lot of those were your dudes. So I wasn't trying to like steal your time or whatever. Well, there was only one in particular. Well, but yeah. But like you, it was, there were some of your people there. I, I wouldn't call Burzal like my dude. Oh, come on. <laughs> whatever. Nobody buys that. Just happened to be his establishment. Oh, on, Nobody buys now, that. Now, Will Height, that was my dude. Yeah, but if you're like hanging out, if I'm in a group, yeah. and like you're, you know, I'm not going to like steal somebody's time. Yeah, that was cool. If they're hanging out. If it was like you and me hanging out, it'd it was, be like this. We'd be talking about it. It would fight literally all, just be like this, right? Couple minutes. But I try and be respectful of other people's time, and I'm just chill. He, and said, I can, he said kids are a tough hang. No, dude, they are. Kids are a tough hang. And so, <laughs> what I do, I buy their affection. I buy them like one really, because I don't know when their birthdays are. So I buy them one really nice Christmas present a year. <laughs> like I bought them a basketball hoop this year. Like, a, like not a, like a Fisher Price, like a whole ass basketball hoop. Are, for their you, are you listening to this? <laughs> See, right? See, I, I hacked it, right? So here's the thing. No, here's what I do. So when I, go, when I go hang out with my brother, I go about 15 minutes before bedtime. Yeah. So that they see me, they're thrilled to death, and I don't have to hang out with them for more than about 15 minutes. And then me and my brother go hang and do whatever. <laughs> and then I buy him one really nice present on Christmas because that way I don't have to remember birthdays. And they are thrilled to death about it. Oh, and then goodness. here's the best part. If I ever show up to anything, they lose their minds. They're so excited to see Uncle Robbie. Because they get you in small doses. Because they love me, but I don't oversaturate the market. Because <laughs> you're like, nobody wants to be around me for that long. Well, I'm going to give you small doses. Some people do. <laughs> Shout out to my wife, the second one. But <laughs> But I don't want to be around kids that much. And it's not it's not anything with the kids. It's it's like all kids. I'm a I'm an equal opportunity, do not want to hang out. Should we put that on a t shirt? I'm out you, on kids. Kids no, are a tough no, thing. No, no. <laughs> with Robbie quotes. Hey, shout out to my wife, the, the second, second one. one. <laughs> Who says that? Another one. <laughs> Saunders over here like Well, dude. to be fair, I mean, the first one did not want to hang out with me that much, so that's why that's why there is a second one. Oh, I understand. <laughs> Speaking of which, of this train wreck of a segment. I thought this was a great segment. <laughs> if it happens to be your vehicle, make sure you go see the fine folks at Dingman's. They got four great locations. A ton of range in which they can help you fix. Family owned and operated. You folks that have heard me for a while know my affinity for locally owned and operated. And Dingman's definitely makes the cut. 
They worked on my very first vehicle, which, Ravi, was a Mazda 626. Okay. And Shane let me know. He did a little Googling. They stopped making it in 2002. So that was a long, long time ago. But if you're just looking for kind of great customer service and pretty good conversationalist, too, uh, it doesn't have to be something major. Sometimes it could be a paint job, a little boo-boo, a fender bender. Shane was trying to talk him into changing his tire, and I was like, eh, it's probably pushing it a little bit. <laughs> those, uh, I, not those, doing the whole mechanic thing. Those but, 626? Yeah. The first phase of those? Yeah. In the early 70s? That was a sweet car. Yeah, I wasn't driving in the 70s. What do those they, look like? They they look pretty nice. Did they? Yeah. I mean, you're, the one you were driving looks like road trash now. Whoa. Whoa. Shots fired, Shano. <laughs> Says the guy that's out there rolling in a vehicle with 207,000 miles on it. It happens. That's a lot of miles. That's about right, right, Shane? No, no, not that much. I have like one 190. No, not that much. Yes, it is. Yeah, 138. 38? Yeah, 138. Oh, that's not bad. It's pretty good, actually. I got like 27,000. It's not mind. good. I got to get a new one. Yeah, so go see the fine folks at Dingman's. Oh, my goodness, Robbie. My t- my text <laughs> messages. Yeah, my, my – It's almost like people have never heard us do shows together over the last X amount of years. It's been a minute. Did you guys forget he's nuts? No, that's not new. I don't know about nuts. <laughs> I prefer eccentric. <laughs> Speaking of which – the guy that wears 2834s covers high school sports better than anybody <laughs> who is trying not to be taken down on a mat in less than a minute <laughs> is Michael <laughs> Jerome Sauter. He's Jerome today, by the way. <laughs> Coming up next on Coffee and Cream in the Morning. Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. This segment with Mike Sauter is presented by Awaken Men's Health. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Mike Sauter. I, I would agree, Damon. Mike Sauter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mike Sauter. Oh, man, you're going to put me on the spot. Mike, Mike Sauter. As we, as we welcome in Michael Jerome Sauter. Sauter. Jerome is actually... All right, you got to turn down the volume on your computer, my guy. <laughs> it's your first rodeo. <laughs> well, he did that to us last week, and he's and he and he thinks that we're the ones messing up. Uh, can we turn down your? Com- is it turned down? I think for you got to mute your guy. Five and down, and everybody shout, 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 shout. Turn down for what? Are you good now? I think we're good. Oh, good morning. How are you? Can't hear myself. Oh, there oh, we there go. It is. Oh, hey. Hey, so. Good morning. I just have to get this out of the way. Okay. Right, because everybody, <laughs> apparently on social media. They're unfamiliar with my work. But this is what happens when you and I get together. It's it doesn't matter. I mean, this is just how we talk to yeah. one another because, you know, it's just what it just, is. Just who we are. Right? Like, and. and Sauter is in the corner. Now, mind you, <laughs> happily married with two little cutie pies at home. Minding his own business. Wasn't planning ready, on the first one. <laughs> wow. Second one. Planning. <laughs> trying to get divorced, apparently. <laughs> Utter, utters in the corner. This is after you say, Mr. I've, T-shirt, shout out to my wife. The second one. The second one, and kids are a tough hang. But what he responded to was, 
to I buy, buy the buying of affection. I buy my nieces and nephews affection. So Sauter, if you're watching on the stream, just succinctly shrugs and is like, "I do the same thing." He said, "I do that with my own kids." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with. I mean, not every day. <laughs> just most of the time. Just Wednesdays and <laughs> whenever my wife has to be somewhere for a very long time. Most most oh. Wednesdays because we have early out school day. Oh, okay, and, um, yeah. and Wednesdays we find something to do. I used to think so. that early out that was just unique to our district, but it's not. It's the worst. Yeah. What what do you what do you mean? More time with your kids? No, <laughs> he's like that's exactly what I mean. It's the worst. <laughs> I don't mean that. Well, kind oh. of. you a little bit mean that. It, wow. <laughs> It's it's like right in the middle of the day, and we don't do after school care stuff. So I'm the one that normally picks them up yeah, from I'm school. In, I'm in the same boat, and when it's, it's not like football season. man, it just crushes like it just your work day just stops <laughs> at like one thirty. Wow, in the afternoon, and I'm like, oh, what happened at three <laughs> thirty? You know, dude. and all these kids need to learn. Come on, yeah, teach them up. Oh, that's right, <laughs> teach them up. I don't know. Oh. Is that what you're supposed to say? Yeah, it's about education, right? Can you say that? <laughs> uh, okay. Maybe I need to go to Awaken Men's Health because yeah, if know. you're mo- if you I'm, find yourself a little crabby and a little yeah. bitter, you may need what Michael? Awaken Men's Health because they can <laughs> ship medications directly to your house, or you can pick it up at your local pharmacy. It's also you know symptoms of low testosterone, which I don't I've ne- I don't know if I've had any of these, uh, are fatigue, loss of muscle mass and strength, uh, poor sleep, brain fog, low libido, weight gain, and more. I know that uh, Ravi Lula, if you've ever seen him in person, he don't he don't have any problem with any of that because he's like he man out here. And Awaken Men's Health has four different locations across the state. Okay. I'm still trying to keep my job, so I just want to know, what is it about you two <laughs> being with me that puts me in this sort of situation? Uh, I'm just going to be honest. I think we bring out the real DB. Is this? Is that, I think yeah. this is like I'm unfiltered. I'm fully entertained by... I think this is like genuine, like authentic <laughs> DB. It's like... This isn't radio DB. It's funny, though. Point. It's like... I can't even believe some of the stuff I'm hearing. You had out of breath Brian wanting to come see you oh, yeah, over no. the Niners Cowboys. He can I was come, listening. He can that. come find out. It's fine. Ravi had a point though. 1992. That's 30 years ago. Wow. Who cares? Yeah. Wow. This is what we're like. On last season. year was well, more the Jets relevant. Jets won one Super Bowl ever, and I'm still hanging on that. And I was yeah, but born. you're not like if they were. In I the, wasn't born. But if you and were. I'm, Got if, gray hair. If they were in the playoffs, you wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, but back when Namath was around. No, nah, I wouldn't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That was my point. No. Like, unless Michael Irving's coming out, you know, or Irvin's coming out and, you know, doing his thing. Emma Smith out there. I don't think so. Maybe they can pan the camera to the box. Where Larry Jerry Allen kind of come Where Jerry Jones is, and we can watch hugs and high fives. Like, just, was that part they, of the that broadcast? Weird. That was weird. It's always weird. They love they showing it. Jerry Jones. Well, they don't know who he's going to hug or kiss. It could be that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Joe Namath, I mean, trying to keep yeah. <laughs> I was just. I don't even. What's up, okay. DB? What's up, DB? Hey, so basketball game last night. I don't even recognize what we're doing. It's a radio show. <laughs> kind of. Well, mostly. It's true. I mean, come on. 
I don't either, Doc. <laughs> I don't either. Can we talk? First of all, can we talk about wrestling real quick? Last night. Oh, should, uh, has, Ravi, have you seen the promo? What which promo? With oh, Mike man. Sauter and Chuck Mulligan. Oh, I've seen the like showdown thing, yeah. like the banner. Yeah, so who coming, would bro. who would you? Did you see Chuck's little workout with him doing the pull ups? And so you were telling me about this earlier. And then I'm going to be honest. It's less about the pull ups, and more about the fact you told me that Sauter rolled his ankle. <laughs> In walking. a controlled environment, just like flat floor, yeah. just chilling, walking, and rolling yes, an ankle. Yes, yes, he did. It's very true. It causes some questions for me about his overall current athletic state. So it ain't great. So I, I'm going to lean. I don't <laughs> – what's the name, Chuck? I don't know Chuck yeah. at all. He's short. Um, based on – see, short works for you in wrestling too. Uh, leverage matters. And Mike did used to wrestle. That's fine. But if he's, ro- that. if he's rolling ankles just walking down the hallway, I feel like the wrestling days were a long time ago. So it's, it's to be taken down in less than a minute? So the only rule is uh, that Chuck can't take me down. I, I don't think Chuck can take me down in a period, so two minutes. Okay. And I don't have to try and take him down. You just have to survive the two minutes. Yeah, basically, without being taken down. They're recording this at Central. Yeah, it's going to be Wednesday. fantastic. See that the 25th, you might right? be able to avoid right. that, but if you like roll your ankle in the on the mat nah, without any help, like yeah. that, you know, you just take down right there. I, I suppose we should get to some high school man. Yeah. So you, you while we're on the, wrestling, saw, there saw, was there was a real quick. There was a big, uh, uh, so not upset, but big match last night. Papillion La Vista, uh, Durden from Papillion La Vista beat Ekdal in um, ultimate tiebreaker, so rode him out, which is something. Um, and number one versus number two in their weight class and stuff like that. So that's, that was a big matchup. They're, they're going to be going back. One. They're going to yeah. be going back and they, forth. They went back and forth. So uh, Ekdal beat him at Metro's, and then he survived him last night. So. That's how I feel about Stewart, uh, Tyler. Yeah. yeah, with with Monarchs. Like, there's something yeah. about that matchup yeah. that is not easy for Ty Stewart from Omaha North. <clears throat> you seen that dude's tattoos from Papillion <laughs> on his leg? Yeah. <laughs> different not, uh-huh. a, not a leg tattoo guy anyway go ahead personally uh so. gretna bellevue west last night didn't shoot it well it was a grudger yeah. but gretna shows when they can control tempo they're tough yeah I, I we've said this so much before about gretna basketball but brad Feakin and bill hurd can really coach mm-hmm. and i said it last week coach hurd literally calling the defense as it's happening, like in the middle of the game and switching it up and doing all that stuff. I mean, he is a wizard. Um, both and that's teams, two good assistants, too, because yeah. Coach Klein with Bellevue West. Yeah, like I, both, I love Bellevue West's yeah, assistant coaching staff, Really too. coached well. I will say one, if I had to say a complaint or something, I guess, is uh, Pekorski was killing him, right, for Gretna last night. And he had 21 points, led uh, game high 21 in the game. And for my money, Jaden Jackson's the best on-ball defender on Bellevue's team, and I think everyone pretty much agrees. And they, it's it was either Gretna did a really good job because Bellevue's just switches everything all the time. They did and that, it, to, and they it did, was they, it was like NBA, like high ball screen, and we're going to get they, a switch on the big. They, they and did, so, they they did set it, it up on they purpose. They did it to yes. Westside the other night. They got Caleb off Pekorski. 80% of yeah, the time. They just, just use so, the ball screen. Yeah, mm-hmm. just so good about it. And um, the couple times Jackson did guard him, he, it worked out well. So it's just some of those things, it's just how you play. Um, but, man, they just – neither team shot it well. It just felt real 
kind of clunky. Just, just, and that was that that clearly was Gretna's game plan to win against Bellevue West. You have to kind of slow the pace. We got to go rapid fire because we've only got you for a couple oh, yeah. more minutes, unless we we Sorry. morning dump with we you are. too. Uh, Gretna clearly number two. I think or at this point, yeah, more to see. Yeah, I think Gretna is clearly the two at this point. And then three, four, five, put them in a half. Yeah. <laughs> more. Listen, watch this because we heard Coach Lukey say this earlier. More difficult to figure out three, four, five between Prep West Side and uh, Miller, North. Miller North, or who's the best team in Lincoln? Which oh, one's Lincoln. Tougher? Yeah, the Lincoln one's the toughest. I mean, Pius now has beaten Southwest twice. Lincoln High's lost what two, three in a row, or three of their last four, something like that, after winning the hack. Um, Southeast is hovering around 500, and Southeast beats Lincoln High last night. It is a toss-up with anybody, North Star in there, Northeast in there. Lincoln, any given night, any one of those six teams, seven teams, whatever, can beat each other. Did you have a great takeaway from Metro Wrestling? Uh, Just how dominant Millard South is. Up and down the line. It is unbelievable. And then I was there Tuesday to watch them duel Lincoln East and, like, Lincoln East is clearly, I think, the number two team in the state. I think people feel like maybe, you know, Norfolk Papillion have a, a, a conversation there. And it, wasn't. it does, wasn't close. Does anybody that's not wrestling at the collegiate level have better hips than Adams from Millard no, South? No, he's a phenom. The he's way that phenom. he can contort his body. Yeah. And it's almost like he has no bones. Yeah. No, he was he – was, He's on. Unbelievable in he, terms of what he Metro, can do with his body. I, mm-hmm. Real quick, I, he got a. He was down. He did a cartwheel thing he's and not, like and got and reversed it. Yeah, and I'm like, what is going on? Silly. Uh, kind of like this segment. Yeah. Sada will stick around for the morning dump. We're back. Coffee and cream.